the Vietnam War and the push for US involvement was a result of the Gulf of Tonkin incident. A lie. The Iraq War famously is a result of lies. Wars in Somalia are a result of lies. The Second World War and the German invasion of Poland was a result of carefully constructed lies. That is war by media. Let us ask ourselves of the complicit media, which is the majority of the mainstream press, what is the average death count attributed to each journalist? Harrison, the third man, is if you don't know that by now. And at the very top, that was a Julian Assange in 2010 at an anti-war rally. I'm Randy Cratico. This is Randy Cratico live on the fly on 99.5 FM in New York City, WBAI.org. And we uh, are continuing our long-term series, Assange Countdown to Freedom which started right here at the station uh, with Julian Assange way back uh, in April of 2017. So um, it's been a bad week, folks. I mean, I, it has been a bad week because we, a lot of people were expecting uh, that uh, Mr. Assange would receive a pardon by Trump. And uh, we were waiting and waiting all through uh, last Tuesday for a pardon. It didn't happen. One of those disappointed, I'm, I'm sure, is... Um, Mr. Assange's father, uh, John Shipton, who I met at Bell Moorish almost a year ago uh, during the first phase of the uh, trial, uh, extradition trial. John joins us now uh, somewhere in the, the Big Apple. Uh, John, how are you? Well, thank you. Well, thank you. We expecting a pardon for Julian uh, on a Tuesday, uh, the day before the inauguration? Oh, well, you know, we, we uh, did everything we could to achieve it and brought the, the matter to uh, Donald Trump's notice, but it seems as though he didn't want to go down in history as the president who fought for free speech. In fact, he, he was, uh, seems to be remembered for the opposite. Right, right. I mean, you would think that at least, you know, he would give him a pardon or a, or a commutation, something uh, that didn't come. And, and, and so many of us were, were really banking on that. I wasn't exactly banking on it. I was prepared for the worst. And uh, so I guess he will go down in history as a person that doesn't support uh, free speech. Now, now he, he is the one that initiated the uh, charges under William Barr and the Justice Department that the Obama administration with Biden decided not to uh, initiate. So uh, you take a look at that. Uh, he's been in jail for two years prison only because uh, his Justice Department has 
started the something that that Biden's administration, which is Obama administration, did not want to do. Um, what are your reflections on that about how Trump has treated? Uh, well, uh, I don't know. You, you know what's in it for Trump uh, to embarrass the First Amendment, uh, and uh, again, I, continuing on with that, there is considerable debate within the. Uh, Department of Justice amongst the prosecutors uh, as to not go ahead with this prosecution. And two uh, prosecutors in the Department of Justice, senior positions, made their objections publicly known. It's reported in the Washington Post. So uh, it's uh, really not, not uh, understandable as to why uh, Trump would burden his administration with yet another uh, error. The um, the decision uh, not to extradite him by uh, by Judge uh, Baratzer, uh in uh, at the Old Bailey not to extradite uh, was met with an appeal this last Friday. I, have you seen that appeal? I mean, do are, are you aware of- Yeah, the, the appeal was lodged last Friday and they've got uh, uh, about uh, 10 days after that to uh, fulfill the requirements of the appeal. So it's, that would be about another week from now it, that the uh, Department of Justice has to fulfill the grounds of the appeal. So we just know there's an appeal, but we don't know right yet what the grounds for the appeal are. No, no, we don't know what grounds they're making. And uh, we, we uh, upon arrival to, in the United States, we wrote to uh, pres pres uh, President-elect Biden uh, for a meeting, which he uh, uh, declined or didn't take up the request. Um, a bit disappointing. However, um, Biden knows now the circumstances of Julian and uh, over the next couple of weeks, it's easy and simple for the new administration to discontinue the, the charges. Yes, uh, and I, I hope so. And I, I think uh, a lot of that depends on the kind of movement we get out there in the press and uh, people who are organizing around the world uh, to showcase uh, this per persecution, this long-term persecution, this total travesty of justice. Uh, I, I think it's really vital that people continue. Here in New York City, uh, there's the New York City free Assange that um, there was rumors that you were in town. I never verified that you were in town, uh, but uh, there were rumors and they were, they, 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 they thought that you might be in town. What, what's your message to uh, people uh, that have been out there, uh, you know, demonstrating in front of the uh, UK uh, consulate and uh, here and in, in, uh, in Washington, DC and around the world in general, uh, those who have been mobilizing, you think this has been a positive uh, outcome effect? Randy, we're, uh, we ride on the shoulders of uh a worldwide movement. Uh, uh, Gabrielle and I, Julian's brother, um, are here in New York at the fulfillment of that wave of support which has gone around the world. Um, the opportunity 
uh, here now is very strong because the uh, Biden administration is its new days and it can simply rectify those things that uh, errors of the Trump administration. So it, it's uh, quite uh, fortuitous that uh, we go on your show as the beginning of the uh, American, well, the U.S. Uh, in New, uh, New York, at uh, the beginning of our activity here to bring notice to uh, those in the human rights uh, uh, movement, in the civil rights movement, and in the First Amendment movement, that the circumstances are ripened now for Julian's, the charges against Julian to be simply discontinued. Well, you, you know, you and I have spoken before about the First Amendment. What, something that's unique about the United States uh, is that the Bill of Rights and the First Amendment, something that we don't see uh, with the Official Secrecy Act in, in the UK. Tell us what, what your, your opinion, or, or, or what your thoughts about the First Amendment, how sacred it is and how inviolate it is and why Julian uh, should be protected by it. Well, what we outside of the United States admire uh, of the culture of the United States is, is its constitution, uh, its uh, Bill of Rights, Bill of Human Rights, and its First Amendment. These are the things that every country attempts in one way or another to emulate. Of course, the pressure of time and events uh, causes the tide of of uh, censorship to advance and fall away. All our life, you and I have fought against censorship and th that uh, uh, we have relied upon the First Amendment to support the argument and we've relied upon the Bill of Rights in the United States to support our arguments that our governments emulate the United States' Constitution. Very important. Um, very important worldwide, really. Well, you, you must not be uh, very happy, not, that's not the term, but uh, disappointed in the way the, uh, the British government uh, has not uh, been, the way they've operated here, uh, all of the uh, machinations uh, with the Swedish government and uh, coming up with the smear job on, on Julian. Uh, and not right now. You would think you would think the UK would show that they are different than a third world country and support uh, the free speech of Julian Assange. Yeah, well, I, I, think I find it very disappointing when I was there that they uh, were so callous. Yes, they, they've uh, displayed nothing but uh, a plague of malice for 11 years. However, well, moving towards 11 years, sorry. Uh, uh, they've delivered a plague of malice upon Julian Assange for the, the reasons of state. Um, it's only the Crown Prosecuting Service and the Colonial Foreign Office uh, uh, which, uh, which pursued Julian. Other institutions in the United Kingdom are supportive of Julian. So, for example, the current prime minister doesn't like the extradition and gives no support in parliament to the extradition of uh, 
Julian Assange from the United Kingdom to the United States. So that is heartening. So, all right. So uh, at this point, we are in a no man's land. We don't know what is going to happen. She doesn't, uh, the judge says, all right, I can't send them over there because of the conditions of the U.S. prisons. But then at the same time, ironically, you know, puts them back into Balmorsh. And th those prison conditions aren't much better, if at all, than the average U.S. prison. Yeah, they, they, it's somewhat, uh, you know, malicious comedy for the, the uh, Judge Vanessa Baraitza to come and, and say, oh, well, you're free to go, but I'm sorry, you can't go um, and keep Julian in a maximum security prison uh, with... Uh, I mean, Julian's, a, as you know, a, an intellectual, a publisher, a journalist, a writer, and keeping Julian in a prison that's specifically designed and administered for terrorists is just a, uh, another malicious uh, uh, instrument of the United Kingdom's Crown Prosecuting Service. Yes, uh, we are talking uh, with John Shipton, uh, the father of Julian Assange, uh, this is uh, Randy Credico, Randy Credico, live on the fly on 99.5 FM in New York City. Uh, John Shipton has been out there for his son uh, relentlessly. I must tell you how much I admire your, uh, your, you have been unflappable, indefatigable, and phlegmatic through this entire ordeal. How do you do it? Oh, well, you know, <laughs> Andy... Uh, if we can revert back to what we mentioned of the support worldwide, uh, that's what keeps us going, is that the, the support uh, for Julian and for the, actually for the ability of people to be able to converse freely amongst each other, that is free speech. Um, the support is magnificent and that keeps you going. As you know, a little bit of uh, warmth from the, from the crowd keeps you going. Right. As a, as a performer, I can tell you it's always nice to have uh, uh, an audience that likes you. And he does have an adoring audience. I, I've never seen anything like it. The, this, the growing support for your son. And, 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 you know, and he deserves it. I mean, the fact is he is a great journalist. He's one, as, as John Pilger has said, has shamed mainstream media because of what he's done over the years. And he continued to do even when he was inside uh, the uh, embassy. Uh, so uh, let's say his achievements. You must be proud of your son. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, um, but, uh, um, you know, that... Uh that, that you keep in the background all the time. You know, what we work on is the foreground. How do we get Julian out of the jail? And how do we marshal in a pointed attack all of the support worldwide? Now, in Germany, 29 cities had, uh, had uh, vigils for Julian each week prior to COVID. There's a cross-party group in the German public. There's a cross-party uh, German Bundestag, their, their parliament. There's a cross-party group in the Australian parliament. There's a cross-party group formed 
in the uh, United Kingdom Parliament. So these, uh, there's also the Council of Europe, the uh, human Chair of Humanities, sorry, the Chair of uh, uh, the Human Rights Commission in, in the Council of Europe. Uh, there's the United Nations Rapporteur, there's the United Nations uh, Working Group on Arbitrary Detention. The, the support is institutional and worldwide. For the Biden administration to begin its administration in a, a diplomatic mode after the uh, assaults on diplomacy of the Trump administration and Mike Pompeo, to begin in a diplomatic mode, all of the opportunities are there if uh, they wish to speak to Europe in a diplomatic mode, then Europe doesn't like, is not happy with, is dissatisfied with this extradition of a publisher and a journalist and publication to the United States. They're dissatisfied. It, yes, it, it is unprecedented. You didn't even mention Reporters Without Borders, Amnesty mm. International, Human Rights um, uh, Watch. I mean, every NGO of any significance has come out in support of Julian Assange and uh, his freedom. Uh, what kind of precedent would it set, do you think, uh, not only in the US, but internationally, if in fact the US does proceed and brings them back and tries them and puts them in jail? What would that, what would that foretell? Well, you know, it did foretell a circumstances where a circumstance where the the Secret Service had gained control of the government and it was no longer in the hands of Congress. That's what it would be. Because the Secret Services are, are, are those uh, institutions in society that use these laws to their advantage. They want to do everything in the dark. Well, it's simply not possible. Their actions and their policies have to be examined closely, like every other institution of government. It would be very uh, ominous, I think. Very shocking. James Goodall, who was the um, lawyer for the New York Times back in the Pentagon Papers, though, he's, he's still bright and, and uh, well, very sharp. He says that the the current prosecution of Julian Assange under the Espionage Act is outrageous. Yes, it's it's probably disgraceful. Right. So, in the meantime, Julian Assange, who I I you know I've had the pleasure of meeting, and like you, he's got a good sense of humor. He's got a good heart. Uh, he's uh, engaging. He's an intellectual. And uh, it, really uh, enjoyable to be around. I mean, I, it's, it's, I got, a, everyone has a friend there. Everyone feels like he is their friend uh, because he is that good of an individual. Uh, how is he holding up? I mean, I, I, I know you haven't been there in the last month or two, but how do you feel he's holding up under the pressure that he has undergone the last uh, two years in particular? Oh, well, his health is dying, you know, and the, the circumstances are deleterious. That's uh, um, 
the United Nations rapporteur on on torture uh, concluded that the end result of the circumstances of Julian's incarceration and psychological torture are death. Right, right. He's been on, he was on uh, a couple of weeks ago, Nils Melzer, and he's been on a few times, uh, but he has really been, uh, you know, a, a really a godsend, I think, because when he came out, there was a little lull. And uh, when he came out and exposed the kind of violence that has been done psychologically and physically on Julian, I think it really galvanized a lot of people that were sitting on the sideline. What is your thoughts about that? Yeah, uh, and Nils, Nils is, is a, a great champion, uh, as you are, a great champion. Right. Well, he's, uh, I know he's friends with you, uh, with yours and, 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 and uh, your son, uh, Gabriel. Both of you have been outstanding uh, in, in, in your efforts to coming over here and going through it for a couple of weeks. You're not leaving with a heavy heart. You're, you're just as emboldened and, and, and as an enlivened and as optimistic as you were before you arrived. Can yes, I conclude? Uh, well, what can you do? I mean, the, the support here has been tremendous. We, we, wherever we go, uh, people make their resources and their hospitality available to us and give us uh, avenues to explore so that we can bring notice uh, of this uh, prosecution to the new administration. That's, uh, I mean, you know, there's no need to leave with a a heavy heart because uh, the momentum here has begun and it has depth. Well, I'm going to continue. We at WBAI will continue uh, uh, supporting Julian and doing as many shows as possible. Uh, a lot, you got a lot of support out there in, in this city and in, in, in this country, in DC, Chicago, Los Angeles, San Francisco, there, there are vigils and uh, rallies popping up everywhere as there are all over the world, you know, whether it be Rome, uh, whether it be uh, Auckland, uh, in uh, Berlin. Uh, I mean, it's just amazing uh, that Vienna there is support everywhere. I wish I could mention every single one, but I'd, I'd be here for another week. What, it, what final thoughts or a final message uh, to those who are listening, uh, the supporters of Julian Assange, uh, just to just kind of wrap it up and give okay. us your thoughts. Well, you know, join us in, uh, in uh, freeing Julian, uh, you know, bringing him home to his family, his kids, and uh, you will benefit yourself in ensuring that your own civil rights are maintained. So it's, there's no downside in supporting Julian Assange. You, right. It's just uh, somehow magically benefits all of us. Well, certainly we don't want this. This is a free speech radio station. Julian has been on this station many times here. Uh, at WBAI 99.5 FM in New York City. Uh, please uh, support the station and we will continue supporting Julian Assange. It really is uh, fundamental. Get out there, find out folks, 
uh, where the rallies are. There's NYC, uh, Free Assange, uh, look them up and uh, participate, get involved, and let's make this happen. Let's support uh, the ending of the persecution of one of the great journalists uh, of the last century, Julian Assange. Thank you very much, much uh, to you, uh, Mr. Shipton, and Thank to you. your Thank son. You. Thank you for coming here uh, to the US. Uh, you're always welcome. We hope to see you soon, uh, and let's, uh, let's get this thing done Thank once you. again. Thank you. All right. Well, uh, that's it, folks. We'll see you next week. Uh, same time here on WBAI 99.5 FM in New York City. I'm Randy Credico for Live on the Fly. When I was a young man, I carried me pack and I lived the free life of the rover. From the Murray's Green Bay Sun to the dusty outback, I waltzed my Matilda all over. Then in 1915, the country said, Son, it's time to stop rambling, there's work to be done. And they gave me a tin hat and they gave me a gun. And they sent me away to the war And the band played Walsian Matilda As our ship pulled away from the quay Amidst all the cheers, the flag waving and tears We sailed off to Gallipoli